Hey, everybody. You're tuning in to Mad About It. I'm your host, Becky. Becky with the good hair. That's right. It's me. Woo. Oh, man. <clears throat> so, I mean, if you're familiar with the podcast, you should know by now that you're probably going to get upset by something I say at some point. That's a common theme, you know. I'm not going to say that I'm trying to press your buttons. It's more that the only stuff that I think is interesting is stuff that presses people's buttons. That's the stuff I like to talk about. Um, and and I tell you, sometimes, I don't know, maybe I just don't have any social tact. I don't know what it is. But uh, sometimes I ask a question. And the person that I ask the question to... Uh, explodes. You know, like, sometimes it'll just blow up, and it's amazing. And I don't always know if it's me, or if it was just the question, or if it was the delivery of the question, or if it was the, the crazy geyser person. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes people are just geysers, and that's, that's just, you know, is that my fault? Again, is it me? Is it the question? Or is it the geyser? I don't know. Uh, but I thought, you know, these questions, these questions are, are really important. And I, honestly, like, as I transition, these questions, uh, and they're, they're, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to highlight three, three main questions. Um, these three questions are just kind of been, they've been following me the whole time, I, the whole, but the whole time I've been doing all this. Uh... So I'll just, I'll just, I'll just come right to it. You know, these are questions that Becky has not been allowed to ask, uh, either through social norms or through geyser rules. I don't know. It could have just been the timing, you know, uh, old faithful does not seem to get triggered, you know, like it just, it just happens. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, but okay. I digress. Here are the three questions. <laughs> uh, are non-binary people trans? <laughs> right. Like, there's like five or six different people have already tried to kill me just just because of that question. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, is microdosing hormones safe? I don't think so. Yeah, that's a that's a question that I've asked that that, uh, that people get really mad at me for even asking. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, where are the detransitioners? Why did they detransition? And what are the what are the what are what is the reality of detransitioning like? Um, that third question uh, is is. You know, it's a bunch of questions. Sorry, this is multiple questions. Um, but the third general question topic, I asked that to like a licensed therapist, like a literal licensed therapist, and she told me, <laughs> she told me uh, that I didn't need to worry about that, and that I shouldn't think about such depressing things, and that I should just focus on. Uh, my goals for transition and and not listen to any voice in my head that that makes me think I'm a detransitioner and and 
all of those responses were so confusing because I, I am not a detransitioner. I'm just a trans person with a reality of being trans and wondering, you know, what happens if you, if you don't want to be trans? What happens when you stop being trans? What happens? And, and yeah, so uh, if you ask, if you are so bold as to ask a question of what happens when you change your mind as a trans person, you've probably been yelled at like I have. And it's, it's kind of confusing because, again, <laughs> the people that I ask this question to who explode uh, aren't, aren't medically transitioned. So they, they don't know and they, they shouldn't be like silencing this question this is a very important question if you get inside of a car and you start to drive it doesn't make you a non-believer to use your brakes that's just fucking using a car so everybody gets or I shouldn't say this I shouldn't say this at all because it's not true it's not true but uh we all walk or crawl uh, in some form. If you are a quadriplegic, you you do you can. I think I I think you can still wiggle. You know what I mean? Like we have our bodies movements to whatever extent that you can move your body, and it's a beautiful thing. It's a natural thing. Uh, using a a wheelchair um, does not make you. A, uh, a quitter uh, for the for the for the wiggling club you know what I mean like if if you don't if you're born without legs and and you need a wheelchair to get around it doesn't make you a quitter to to not to like not use a, a wheelchair and complain about it like if you don't have a wheelchair and you complain about not having a wheelchair you are not a quitter because you don't have a wheelchair um, if you start transitioning as a trans person and you get allergic to your medicine your financial situation changes you lose your health insurance your family disowns you or you change your mind any of those things happen to you it does not make you a quitter to to stop medically transitioning and it also doesn't have to change your identity unless if you don't want it to. You can change your identity at any time in your life. You can change your identity as many times as you would like. And it, and it should not have anything to do with the parts that you have or the way that you look. The way that you present is how other people pick up on your gender. But that isn't guaranteed to be your gender. You know, for the for the for most of my life, people have assumed me to be female because the way that my body naturally presented itself was female. And I tell you what, I did my fucking best. I did my absolute fucking best. And it does not make me a quitter or some sort of terrible man for not having the ability to present the way that I want to because of what my body was communicating. Are, you, are is anybody following me? I, the number of the number of joints, folks, the number of joints is unbelievable. And I, it's uh, so uh, 
bear with me, okay? It does not make someone less trans to start transitioning medically and then stop medically transitioning. If that person still identifies however they identify, then that is just, that is what it is. It doesn't make anybody less anything to change their mind about anything. I just don't understand. Um, I will say it does make you kind of indecisive. Uh, if you change your mind, if you're flip-flopping your gender, like, every two seconds, maybe you're gender fluid, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if that's, like, a, if you're consciously, like, if you woke up and you're like, today is the day I am a woman, and then two days later you're like, today is the day I am a man, like, the clerk's county department is gonna get frustrated with you. They're gonna get frustrated. Uh, I am fortunately not on the clerk's, car, clerk's department's bad side. I'm, a, I'm on the good side. I called them the other day and they were like, oh my goodness, you are so wonderful and we're so happy to help you. I'm like, I was like, what the fuck is this? Is this a government office? The fuck is this? Are you being helpful? What? I was, cr I was crazy. It was crazy. So, quick interjection though. Honestly, I know at least three trans dads right now in town. Um, those are just the ones that I know that have kids. Uh, every time I make a trans guy friend, I find out about the kids that he has. And they, you know, across the board are both very proud and also kind of awkward about it. So I kind of think that, uh, I need to make a brief shout out just to all the various trans parents out there who are dealing with living in the binary world as a trans person, as a person with kids, with, with responsibilities. Also, you know, if you're a pregnant trans man, that's like a whole crazy experience that we have to have a, we have to have a podcast about that. But there's a guy that, that followed the podcast, like, I sorry, I just had the gnarliest burp ever. It's a guy that followed the podcast, like, like a year ago who either just like you know stopped liking stuff or stopped I don't know I still get downloads in I still get downloads in this area so if you're out there all I'm gonna say is I think that they had to pause their transition because they got pregnant and I I worry that they're like mad about it's not gonna be able to understand or relate to that sort of thing and of course I can't relate to it but I can absolutely understand why someone would have to detransition because they were pregnant or choose to for their own idea of what is best for their baby. And that's completely up to them. So again, we are not even considering the trans moms, the trans dads that are out there making really tough decisions about their own gender transitions to put a pause, to put a break on something for the sake of the health of their kid. That's just a, that's a real world con condition, a real world consideration that a lot of people have to take. So why isn't anybody talking about the, the, the pauses, the breaks that have to get put on for various life struggles? I just, not a lot of people are talking about this. You know something, uh, 
that is that even detransitioning though? You know what I mean? Like it totally depends on the person. It, it can mean detransitioning. It can also mean not detransitioning. Again, you don't need to be on any sort of hormones in order to be trans. You you don't need any interventions to be trans. And that's kind of why I wanted to talk about non-binary people and hormones because, like, I'm sorry, but if some non-binary people need hormones to feel good, but it's not healthy to be in the middle. We're going to get into that later. I just don't think it is. And that might be the least popular opinion I have. I'm just going to have to deal with it. But uh, the facts are facts. A lot of trans people pause their transitions or stop their transitions for all sorts of different reasons pregnancy health reasons life reasons financial reasons all different sorts of things that being said there are irreversible effects of medical transition Uh, so even if you've been on hormones for only like six months if you experienced bottom growth or uh uh, breast growth or any sort of reaction to your to your uh, to your microdose of HRT or regular doses of HRT, those changes are permanent. Uh, trans guys, if you take testosterone and you lose all your hair, you can't just stop taking testosterone and then have all your hair grow back. It won't happen. Uh, your hair's gone. Sorry, bruh. Also, the, uh, uh, you know, the, the tits that you grow from estrogen are permanent. Um, I think I say this later in the episode. I can't remember if I do or not. Uh, the, uh, truth is a lot of men have tits so like it's not too big of a deal if you detransition and then have tits I think a lot of people work around it that's all I'm trying to say um I am currently working around my tits no big deal it's like kind of so easy to work around my tits sometimes that it's like do I even need to cut them off I'm not I'm not really sure uh so uh I think it's important to mention that surgical transition is permanent if you have top surgery as a trans man or as a non-binary person then you will not grow breasts back that will not happen if you have a non-binary transition and then uh uh decide to stop taking hormones uh you will you will not grow your hair back uh with better chances than a trans man it doesn't matter it just matters about the medicine you take and um i guess that's kind of the 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 root of my opinion on microdosing hormones is if you're gonna be messing in there you have to be ready to accept permanent long-term effects and i think that some people are being misled i think some people are are being misled about whether or not the effects of hrt are permanent um on 
some major websites, they say that they're reversible. It's reversible with time. Uh, but if you have a growth of any variety, um, that's going to be there. It's not going to just like suck back in. That's not how it works. So be sure you know what you're getting into before you make any of these decisions. And that's not uh, being mean. That's just being cautious. That's measuring twice and cutting once. Uh, so be sure to do that. But if you're flip-flopping your gender all the time, you know, that's not the same as detransitioning. I'm saying, like, some people are like, I'm a man, I'm a woman, I'm a man, I'm a woman, I'm in between, blah, 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 which way do I go? So, I mean, if that's... That's not the same as, like, not being any of those things, though. If you're flip-flopping your gender every two fucking seconds, it's not... It doesn't belittle your gender. It just might mean that you're, you're gender fluid. That's what I'm trying to say. You can you can be born one gender. I identify as that because that's what you're told. You don't have any other sort of choice. Realize that you are, in fact, on the wrong side. Want to switch. Change your gender. Change your mind later. Change your mind again. Change your mind later. Change your mind again. You can keep doing it your whole fucking life if you want to. Again, that makes you indecisive. It does not make you any less of a man or less of a woman or less of a non-binary person at any point in your life. It just kind of makes you confusing. So, I... <laughs> for me, I'm a bit confused because it's like, well, I just got dropped off as dude. I And I tell you... Why don't they see my huge fat titties? Nobody cares about my huge fat titties. They're all like, how can I help you, sir? They don't even think I'm gay. It's fucking amazing. I'm a straight, cis-passing dude. So, I, I just, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of blown away uh, by, uh, by uh, how people are, you know? So, uh, I think a big part of it is the hair, honestly. Hair is a huge fucking deal. An enormous fucking deal. Not only is the style of your hair a big deal, but since I've been on hormones, the texture of my hair is unrecognizable. And uh, I would assume that if you're a trans woman and you star hormones, your hair is gonna be silk. Silk. In uh, a matter of months. I can't even... I'm getting a little distracted just thinking about it. But like... Uh, my everything is different. My my everything. My everything. Also, my perspective, and uh, certainly the perspective on how many joints I am able to handle, that has changed. That has changed. So, um, I don't know why I started with the third question first. I guess I was just furious about it. But people, you can detransition whenever the fucking you, whatever the fuck you want to. I'm so sick of this. It doesn't make anybody less anything. I. A really, uh, if you, if you really, if you really want to get up in arms and get, get like, you know, leaky eyes, watch, uh, watch, uh, uh, what is it? The fuck, the fuck movie. It was on Netflix. It was about, uh, it was about, uh, Transformer. Transformer with Janae Kroc, 
uh, Janae uh, speaks openly about their dual life and speaks openly about their many detransitions. Um, and it really, it really, it was the most refreshing uh, trans story I've heard in a while just because, to me, I, 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 I used to compete in powerlifting and I, I love powerlifting and I, 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 I loved Matt Croc. I like want to be, I wanted to look like Matt Croc my whole fucking life. So I, I just, I can't, I can't believe that, that somebody that looks like who I wish I could look like wishes that, you know, you know, you know, they love the way they look. They love being strong and they love being muscular. But, uh, you know, she's Janae. That just fucking is. She's, she's Janae. And uh, Janae's life has been built by Matt, so that was kind of tough. And I, I also relate to that. So I, I kind of, I'm kind of just, like, madly in love with Transformer as a story. It's one of my favorites uh, that I've seen lately. Um, there's a lot please, please message me about your favorite trans documentary. Please. Please message me about your favorite trans documentary. Um, okay. So, yeah, if you have any, if you have any more shit you want to rant about detransitioners, I am ready. I'm ready to take on the world about detransitioners. Um, I've seen, I've read many of the detransitioner pieces in the New York Times, and something that really bothers me about this conversation is that Whenever anyone asks real talk about detransitioners, someone will pipe in and say, don't talk about detransitioners. They're going to use this as proof to take away our rights. They're going to use this as proof to, 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 to fuel the fire against trans people. And I just, I just, I just disagree. I just disagree. Um, when someone is able to speak openly and honestly about the reasons that they were not able to continue the transition, you can usually discover that it is about family problems, financial problems, health insurance problems, or health problems. There's, there's a lot of really legitimate reasons why someone has to pause or stop transitioning. Um, and, and those are all valid. And I hate the word valid, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna maybe delete that. I can't believe there's so many things I don't delete, but I might delete that. Um, uh, I think it's really important uh, that we that we talk about detransitioners. I also think it's important to talk about trans people who are not necessarily thrilled with their transition uh, because. Again, folks, it's one thing to be able to transition. It's a whole other thing what's available to help you with your transition. So not all transition interventions are, are right for everyone. So I, 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 I you know, I'm, I'll be honest with you, fucking injections are garbage, you know, and I, I wish I could afford the gel, but I cannot. My insurance is cheap. And I, I can't get the I can't get the gel. It just is what it is. So I have to stab myself with like the biggest needle on earth deep into my thigh every week. It's very annoying. This is one of the thousands of problems that transgender people face with healthcare 
that are not necessarily even like mistreatment. It's just that the treatments available suck. So, you know, people that struggle with any other sort of any other sort of medical condition are are familiar with this. Uh, and uh, it's it's it sucks. There's a lot of malpractice against trans people, just the same way that there's a lot of malpractice against everyone. But uh, I've noticed that a lot of the plastic surgery, cosmetic surgery, the out-of-pocket for-profit, uh, I mean, they're all, you know, out of the, the out-of-pocket surgery places, the places that don't take insurance, those places, they'll fake reviews. They, they, they lie about their experience, and some trans people get seriously, seriously screwed over uh, by bad surgeries. That's happening a lot. And, you know, it's such a desperate population, nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about, nobody's talking about anything, because if you so much as insinuate that you are not happy with the decision that you made as an individual to, to further your transition, then people think that you're like less trans or that you're like not, that you made a mistake or that they, they, they give you pity about your decision and not necessarily the result, which doesn't really have anything to do with you, you know? Um, and that's just, people are bad, you know? People, people are shitty. People, people are contemptuous. And again, being transgender increases the odds of a bad, shitty, contemptuous behavior. But people that are not transgender still experience all these things. So uh, you're not alone. That's what I'm trying to say. You are also not alone if you have experienced a trans-specific variety of discrimination or violence like that goes without saying but to silence all detransitioner stories just because they're uncomfortable and they make people feel uneasy i mean if you're if your identity is so so fragile that it can't handle hearing someone who changed their mind for very good reasons then i don't know what to tell you maybe you maybe you're not cut out for this it's fucking hard. It's tough. I don't understand. I again, I I when I hear a detransitioner story, I I am sad uh, for whatever happened to that person. I'm sad that whatever happened to that person is the way that it is. A, a lot of the detransitioner stories that I've read are, are largely negative. I love Janae's story because she speaks so openly about her many detransitions and how difficult they were and how necessary they were and for all the different reasons that they happened and i think that's 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 amazing that's what a strong woman literally i mean jesus christ but a very very strong person and i can't imagine having that much having that much strength of character it's it's kind of amazing um i try my best but uh this kind of drives me to my next point which is uh, kind of a, a just a, a it's a bridge for all three of the questions that you're not allowed to ask, and it's also just kind of a theme just in general. But the the two most important things about transgender therapies is that they are chosen by consenting adults. 
I think that there are some trans youths who are having parents sign off on surgeries. Most of the people that I know wait until they're 18 or their parents make them. And some people express quite a bit of sadness over that. And that that just is what it is. Uh, I think until we have policies that that work for everyone. I, I kind of think that the after 18 policy works for everybody. I know people disagree. People want to be able to start right when puberty starts, but I'm going to put it out there. Puberty kind of starts like, like forever. Like it's just kind of, it's just always happening. In my experience, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm enjoying my second puberty. It's kind of nice. I, I don't, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that puberty is as age specific you know as as people are I, I understand that it is but I don't know the trans the trans the trans kids stuff that's a fourth question that I didn't even write down but the the trans kids that should be just another episode we should we gotta talk about we gotta talk about that but the the reason I'm bringing it up now is because the detransitioners are always you know I saw I saw a detransitioner I had the other day about some 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 now self-identifying man talking about how nobody should vote for Biden because uh, Biden supports you know the trans agenda which is to 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 allow child abuse and this person is a detransitioner who lived their life as a woman for a while like 15 years he said and then he stopped um and again, I, I don't have any problem with detransitioners who change their mind and then live their lives and keep to themselves. But I do think it's a bit odd for a detransitioner to change their minds and then dedicate their lives to changing everybody else's mind. I think that's a bit evangelical, to, don't you think? Don't you think? I, again, I... The most annoying thing about being mad about it is the non-stop accusing of the echo chamber, of the uh, trying to convince people that they're trans, trying to tell everybody that they're gay, trying to tell everybody that they're blah, blah, blah. I am not doing any such thing. I am simply talking about my life, my experiences, and just, just yapping away. That's pretty much all it is. So... If you interpret that from from my podcast, that might be because you think that you're trans or you think that you're gay. I don't think that has anything to do with me. If you fucking listen to any of the podcasts, you will never hear me say that I think that you're whatever something that you know. That's fucking. I don't even know you. I don't even know you. Oh my god, this is. Can you believe that this is the second time I've recorded this? I recorded a whole episode yesterday. And I was so mad, I couldn't even fucking, I couldn't, I could not publish. I couldn't, I just deleted a whole hour. I, I fucking sat here wasting my time for an hour just screaming at nothing. Anyway. So, choice, consent. Consenting adults are the ones that are doing transgender therapies. Uh... If you change your mind and if you make a choice 
guess what? You have to listen to your own consent. You have to listen to yourself. You have to make the decision. So if that means to detransition, then absolutely you should do that. Because guess what? You could just start again if you change your mind. Because you can change your mind again. Because you can be indecisive. And just because I don't want to be indecisive doesn't mean that you don't have to be indecisive. You know what I mean? Like, you can just go ahead and be as indecisive as you fucking want to. Isn't that nuts? You can fucking never make your mind up. I don't give a shit. I just, I personally, that would stress me out. It would stress me out. All I'm going to say is in Transformer, Janae seems a bit stressed. She seems stressed. Because she's constantly flip-flopping. So, for me, my needs, I don't like to be that indecisive. It stresses me the fuck out. So, again, I'm not going to tell you what to do. All I'm saying is, if you detransition over and 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 over again, it doesn't fucking matter. It might, it might be stressful. Here's, here's the another, in chapter two, my experience being on, uh, introductory amounts of hormones, once you get stabilized on a, on the, on the dose that you're going to be on for, you know, a month or two, you know, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of smooth sailing. But until then, when you're kind of in the, like, little tiny doses, uh, taking, like, you know, little baby doses to, like, build up in your system the way that they force you to when you start tea, it's fucking annoying. It's really, it's tremendously obnoxious. It's tremendously obnoxious to be, uh, to be on such, uh, teeny, teeny doses of hormones. Because in my experience, the transition to the transition was the tough part that was the that was the toughest part like the first six to nine months of being on hormones was the toughest part um my what it resulted in was basically just my estrogen and my testosterone both were just really low and having low hormones made me just so irritable and so tired and very low sex drive and uh it had all sorts of symptoms and i really hated that and uh, my doctor was like, well, we have to start you out slow because if we give you too much testosterone too quickly, you can get a blood clot and just die. So that's that's bad. You know, that's, that's bad stuff. Can't get blood clots and die. But all I'm going to say, and this is kind of the segue, you have choice, you have consent, you can make up your mind. I decided that I wanted to go... Uh, past what they call a non-binary microdose of hormones. My endocrinologist, I asked him about like non-binary hormones and his opinion, which is probably not everybody's endocrinologist's opinion, but his opinion was that that was a very bad idea. He said that it was going to give me low hormones and that I might just kind of be irritable and tired and that will just build me up and if I don't like it then we'll just stop and that if I if I do like it then we'll keep going and I, I started the testosterone I liked it I liked it well, I always wanted more I always wanted more I was enjoying myself so I was cautioned away from quote unquote microdosing hormones uh I have seen major publications in, uh, 
I guess it's not major. Is them major? Are they? Do we know that? Is them any more or less major than 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 mad about it? Like for real? You know what I mean? Like come give me give me some credit. So them has a big article about uh, microdosing hormones and microdosing testosterone. And there's a website, uh, Scott Mosser, Scott Mosser Surgery. Is that what am I getting that right? Where are you at, Scott Mosser? Yeah. Genderconfirmation.com. Have you seen this shit? So basically, all I'm going to say is that if you just Google trans top surgery, this guy pops up like like holy shit just instant i don't know what it is about about scott mosser but dr scott mosser seems to be the gender confirmation center guy he just he knows everything about the stuff he's got he's got his whole business built around trans people and uh he's got a non-binary resources tab if you go to the non-binary resources oh it says page not found fuck that Okay, so if you go, there's resources. Microdosing estrogen, microdosing testosterone, changing your gender marker to non-binary, non-binary body contouring, changing your de- gender marker to non-binary. It depends on the state that you live in. So I don't know the fuck, you know what I mean? Like, fuck it, what, what a stupid tab. Um, okay, uh... So and then and then they list the options for microdosing testosterone and they give you uh, injections, uh, gel, cream, and pat. And then they go to myth busting. And then to say there's a lot of misinformation about what one can expect when starting testosterone. To learn more about myths related to testosterone use, head to the bottom of our testosterone page. Basically, it just tells you you're not going to get super angry, which, again, in my experience, has not been true. Uh, it's also kind of been true. I, I'm, I was pretty angry as a lady, but I just, it just, emotions are pretty high. Uh, so, it says that for a normal injectable dose of testosterone is somewhere between 50 and 100 milligrams every week. Let's see what my testosterone is. I guess that's true. Yeah, that's true. An injectable microdose would be about 20 milligrams a week. 20 milligrams a week uh, sounds exhausting to stab yourself every week for such a teeny tiny amount of testosterone. Also, uh, that sounds like what I started out with right when, you know, right at the beginning when I was like, hello. I want to start testosterone for real, for real, man. I want to be a real man now, doctor. And he said, oh, now, son, you got to start slow. And I was like, what the fuck? Why are you calling it? Why, why are we? What is this? You know? And, and it took forever, and I was mad about it the whole fucking time. You know what I mean? All I'm going to say, that I, if I was stuck on a 20 milligram dose of testosterone, I'd be fucking miserable. I go, I go to, I go to, I'm uh, sorry, uh, same website, same website, Dr. Mouser. Go to the same website, go to, uh, 
uh, microdosing testosterone. Keep scrolling, keep scrolling. They got three testimonies listed with links. Three links listed. And uh, the uh, there's an NBC News article they post. There's uh, a Vice article. Uh, so that's 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 the Vice article. It's not a them article. It's a Vice article. And then there's genderqueer.me, uh, uh, gender which is uh, a non-binary blog. What's up? And all I'm gonna say is, I find all three of these. So I I I read all of these resources, all of these links. Um. There's a non-binary person in each, in each, in each. I, I quite like the NBC News article post, and uh, the 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 microdosing testosterone vice article uh, by Eliza Enriquez. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I I was I was irritated by this because it just sounds like how you start tea, and it also sounds like kind of a, a recipe for like endocrine dysfunction and that's as somebody who's been misdiagnosed and misdiagnosed and misdiagnosed for all sorts of different endocrine disorders uh polycystic ovarian syndrome is when you have a small amount of testosterone in your in your system that's a little too much or, or everybody has testosterone and estrogen everybody has both sex hormones so if you have polycystic ovarian syndrome, you have a little more testosterone than the average lady. And, uh, you know, it kind of like makes your, your cramps 10 times worse and, uh, you can get bad acne. And so when you start taking tea, you know, you don't just like get a chiseled jaw and like a fully functioning penis. That's not, that's not what happens. Um, a lot of guys, they just kind of get, they turn into little toad thumbs like me. I just kind of look like a thumb. Like I literally just, I just got uglier. And I, I don't want to be too, too, too dramatic about it. I'm not trying to be self-depreciating. I'm just trying to be fucking honest. Uh, a lo- every single one of these non-binary bloggers, they started, they started doing their, their microdosing tea with the intent to look more non-binary or to look to highlight their masculine features and I just I'm concerned about uh, what the long-term effects of being on such a low dose of extra hormones would be besides imitating being like on like PCOS or or having like a problem that you didn't have before you know um, there are cis men that are upset about not having a, a chiseled jaw and a strong brow. There are a lot of them. There's a lot of them. So now that I'm a trans man, you know, I, I'm arguing with my endocrinologist about my dose all the time, and he's fucking sick of me. So all I'm saying is, I, I, I wish I had more masculine features, but all I'm getting is ass hair. So I, I'm a little I'm a little confused, and I'm not trying to be a dick. I, I, I... I would love for there to be a real good explanation for why microdosing hormones is is an awesome thing. I would love for there to be like some sort of awesome thing, but the truth about it is is that 
if you went full ham with the testosterone, you're just going to end up looking like your dad. If you go full ham with the estrogen, you're going to end up looking like your mom. If you go, ha- if you dip your toe in, my endocrinologist told me I'd get sick. So it's not going to happen instantly. You're not going to instantly get sick. No one is suggesting that. But what some of these non-binary microdosing people are doing is essentially what someone who is trans, who gets overwhelmed and changes their mind and pauses, puts on the brakes for a while. That's essentially the same thing that they're doing. There's nothing wrong with that. And again, there's nothing wrong with medically transitioning as non-binary. The only thing that I'm concerned about, and I can't even fucking say it without getting yelled at, which is why it's in this episode. But I think that sounds dangerous. I don't think it sounds necessarily, like, life-threatening. I don't think it's an an urgent thing. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think it's probably a similar risk factor to, like, drinking daily and, like, getting a lot of tattoos. And a lot of people do that just all the fucking time. They, like, they don't care. But for me, I care about my health. I care about... I care about being the optimal version of myself. A big source of conflict for being transgender is that I was worried that being transgender was going to make me less healthy. And there's some realities to that that are kind of just true. And being a non-binary person who wants to medically transition into being non-binary, I just, I guess my question for you is, what is your goal? Because your goal might not be achievable. When When I started hormones, I had to have a lot of people tell me that my goals were all unachievable and that I was going to be just a a slightly hairier version of myself. They all made me feel very shitty. Very, very shitty. So I'm not saying that everybody needs to go through a gauntlet of being made to feel shitty. And that's certainly not what I'm trying to do. All I'm saying is, in my experience of being on tiny doses of hormones, it just kind of made me irritable and... uh, emotionally kind of all over the place and as somebody who at the time was struggling with anxiety and depression that was really hard to deal with it was really really hard for to deal with to have uh, uh, an extra emotional instability while I was trying to transition to have male hormones now that I have predominantly testosterone in my veins I am not I'm not on a sinking ship 24/7. But before, I kind of felt like I was on a sinking ship 24-7. So if you start being trans, you don't like it, and you want to change your mind, you're more than welcome to do that. There's probably going to be consequences for that. Uh, There's potential losses of fertility for taking HRT. I hope that that your doctor talks to you about this before you get your prescription, because it's the truth. If you had surgical interventions because you're trans, that's permanent. If you had bottom surgery, that's permanent. If you have top surgery, if you have male to if you have female to male top surgery, that is permanent. Uh, If you have male to female top surgery, I think that you can have your you can have your implants uh, taken out, and you could in theory have top surgery again if you grew breasts that were too large to uh, uh, to cover up or you know like a lot of guys have titties I'm all I'm saying like it's not alarming for me to have titties in, in Kentucky I don't understand why um, 
but anyway, uh, I just think that, uh, I think that I am concerned. So this is, this is kind of, this is kind of, this is kind of just, this kind of, this is, this is kind of the thing that I'm not even allowed to ask. And again, the, the non-binary, uh, are non-binary people trans, um, should non-binary people medically transition, uh, again, like, I was a non-binary person who medically transitioned, so, again, if you're gonna accuse me of being a bigot, of not respecting non-binary people who transition, I just can't understand how that's true, because I am that, um, but every single time I talk to a trans person on the internet, they are searching for a reason to discredit me, searching for a reason to be angry, searching for a reason to start a fight with me. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of at wit's end. <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> uh, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's stressful again to have to, 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 to are non-binary people trans? Like if I ask that question, people, people ex- immediately explode. They just immediately explode. And I back, back where again, you know, is it the question's problem? Is it my problem? Or is it the geyser's problem? And, and and with this, I think it's all three. Uh, the problem with the question. We'll start with that. Let's start. We'll start with the problem with the question. Let's attack the question. Uh, non-binary people are trans because uh, trans is an umbrella term that encompasses all gender non-conforming behavior, basically. Uh, so that is the modern slang for trans. Trans just means genderqueer, honestly. So transgender is a word for someone who was a gender and is now a new one they had to move if they didn't have to move then they wouldn't be transgender they would just be the person that they were they'd be cisgender or they'd be non-binary and that's fine but I guess are non-binary people trans yes of course they are but are transgender people non-binary? No, not all of them. Uh, and that's that's really, 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 really important. Transgender people who are not non-binary are angry when they're just being clumped with someone who, you know, is non-binary, who hasn't medically transitioned, who hasn't surgically transitioned, who hasn't... Uh, had any of the same sort of lived experiences. And uh, if you're a non-binary person who takes offense to that, I, I invite you to just just shut the fuck up. I mean, that's crazy. You have to be able to recognize that you have not lived with the consequences of gender confirmation surgery. And that's the, the truth is there are consequences to it. No one talks about them. Because if you, again, if you dare talk about the consequences of gender confirmation surgery, then you're immediately grouped with the deniers and the detransitioners and the transphobes and the woo! Everybody that that doesn't just agree with you no matter what about everything is the enemy, I guess. So I'm very, again, I I, I am extremely mad about it. And I I am mad that I live in a world that I can't say the question, are non-binary people trans, without being attacked. I am both a non-binary trans person. So, please stop attacking me. It's exhausting. 
How many more times do I have to say this? Again, how strong is the weed? How strong is it? Too strong. I think that, uh... What we have to what we have to to realize here is that is that uh, some people don't like the gender binary. Some people quite enjoy the gender binary. Some people uh, are different from you, and not everybody has to be the same. So if you don't like the gender binary and you are a non-binary person and you don't appreciate gender, it is not your right to take away everybody else's gender. Which I guess is the sort of thing that I get accused of doing, which I find ridiculous because I'm literally complaining about having my gender taken away all the time, so that's all I ever fucking complain about. Uh, so again, I, I get how, how, how misunderstood can a person be? Uh, you can be both non-binary and trans, I, again, I don't know why I have to explain that since I am that. But gender, again, just a recap for everybody. Gender is who you identify as. Sex is the parts that you were born with. Sexuality is what you do with the parts that you're born with. Or even parts that you're not born with. It's just what you do with your parts. Uh, so, I, 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 I... Does gender even have to have a place in sexuality? I kind of... I kind of don't think so. Because... That's the whole conflict. Like, I, I don't know. I, I wrote a poem about this like six, six, nine months ago. Something... Look through the 3,000 some odd poems. There's... It makes no sense to be living in a post-gender time and to have sexuality terms that are exclusively about the binary. It also makes no sense to talk about medically transitioning as a trans person and having a healthy functioning body without acknowledging the gender fucking binary. So how are these things coexisting? I, it, it hurts my brain. They just do. That's the thing. You don't need to understand it. They just they just coexist. They just do. It just it just happens. Um, you know. Uh, so yeah, I I don't know. Do I have any do I have any followers left at this point? I mean, like uh, the truth is the the diehards have been here since the get go, and I am so eternally grateful to these people that that I don't even I can't even put it into words. So I, I don't I don't give shout outs. Because to me, the whole thing is a shout-out. Just the fact that I'm making another episode is a shout-out. So I'm, I'm happy about it. But it's crazy. Uh, it's crazy how difficult it is to talk about these issues without pissing everybody off. You pretty much just can't do it. So I don't know. Maybe somebody can. But I struggle. I struggle with it. So yeah, I'm I'm sure I would love to hear from a, a hormonally transitioned non-binary person who is not miserable, who has been doing it for like six or seven years. Um, but I 
I don't mean to be dismissive. I don't mean to, to belittle anyone's perspective. That is not my goal. All I'm going to say is that I don't really want to hear from a non-binary person who's been on a microdose of hormones for three to six months. That's not what I'm talking about. And here's the deal. One of the, this is the something that I forgot about. The, 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 the non-binary person who was medically transitioning uh, in one of the blogs. I'm going to just pull it up so I can be, I can be specific here. That, that's the, the one I pulled up that was the uh, genderqueer me. Uh, genderqueer me was on testosterone and uh, they thought that the changes were too fast and they freaked out they stopped it took them six weeks to get completely off of tea uh, which they felt was subjective and uh, when they went back on it just kind of went back on where where it left off um but yeah this person uh this person uh has their ovaries you know what i mean like the non-binary medically transition hormone thing that is just not a reality for most people for for not for most people but for some people some people have had hysterectomies against their will some people uh, some people have had hysterectomies. Some people have had uh, bottom surgery. Uh, some people like get their testicles blown off in the war, and they have to take hormonal s- supplements. So, like anybody who's taking hormonal supplements, I mean, your doctor has a recommended healthy window for your hormones to be and most people's hormones fluctuate so uh, all I'm going to say is that there's a healthy window for your hormones to be for you to have good skin for you to have healthy hair for you to have sex drive there's 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 healthy amount of human sex hormones it's important so if you don't have a healthy amount of human sex hormones it's just that's that's bad it's a bad thing and uh all I'm going to say is that they, this genderqueer me, they stopped because they didn't like getting facial hair. And um, that was something that really triggered me uh, about the article. And here's the deal. Trans people do not have a say in the changes that they get. Cis people also do not have a say in the changes that they get. If cis people, if I had a say in my first puberty, I would have had a different fucking puberty. So I... I, A non-binary person who is starting to medically transition because they want certain traits and not others, that is an Instagram fantasy. And I'm sorry, if that's the most unpopular opinion that I have, then that I'm a piece. I'm a piece. I'm at peace. Completely. I'm completely at peace. Because, listen, no, nobody gets 
to have 100% control over how their gender is presented to the world. What kind of fantasy is this? No one has 100% control over how their gender is presented to the world. They have control over their hygiene, control over their clothing, they have control over the way they speak to a certain extent. They have control over their mannerisms to a certain extent. But none of us are 100% in control of the gender that we communicate to the world. It is just a fact. So if you are a non-binary person who is trying to communicate their non-binariness to the world, I implore you, please remember that none of us control our gender presentation 100%. And I'm going to go ahead and blame Instagram for this. I'm going to blame Twitter. I'm going to blame Tumblr. I'm going to blame the social media culture for brainwashing all of us into thinking that we all identify as the thing that we present. How ridiculous is it? How much pressure is it to identify as the thing that you present, the, of what you look like? That's ridiculous. I got into this because I didn't give a shit what people think and because I understood that they didn't see me. I understood that enough to change. I did not sign up for a lifetime of being concerned about the way that I present. I was trying to sign up for a lifetime of saying fuck that. That's what I, that's my goal as a trans person is to say fuck that. Fuck those stereotypes. Fuck those rules. I will happily take the healthy of prescribed amount of medicine to have healthy functioning body but I will not care about my gender presentation past how I identify and how I feel inside because it is too much it is too much it is too much to worry about so I think that's I think it's completely crazy to, to want to express your non-binariness just by the way you look at all. I think that's crazy. And I, I, I get it. If you want to feel comfortable in your own skin, you got to make changes. But some of the non-binary people that I see on Twitter and Instagram are not introducing themselves in real life with the pronouns. And they're not doing any of the hard work of being the non-binary. And they're also, like, I'm sorry, but by being self-conscious about the way that you look as a non-binary person, you are implying that there is a way to look. And if you are implying as that there is a way to look as a non-binary person, then how the fuck are you a non-binary person? How does that work? How does it work? So, if you're trans, then you should be, you should just... You need to go and, and and transition. If you are not trans, then you need to not transition. If you are non-binary, you are still under the umbrella of trans. But that does not mean that you need to go and have 
any sort of medical intervention. And I, I swear, I think that that people... They're so wrapped up in appearances. That's just that's what I that's what it bothers me. So it can be about the way you feel inside, but if you are starting and stopping your transition because of visual changes that you maybe do or do not identify with, I, I it's just hormones are not makeup. That's that's all I'm gonna that's all I'm gonna say. It's not makeup. I do not get to choose my beard. I don't get to choose my dick. My testosterone doesn't get make my chest smaller. It doesn't make my hips smaller. It doesn't make anything about my feminine features less feminine. They're all still there. How I perceive myself, how I feel in my skin is the most changed. That is the thing that makes me feel masculine. That is how my body feels is is the whole deal. So I understand that non-binary people might want to feel more masculine or feel more feminine, but all I'm going to say is very small amounts of hormones for an extended period of time sounds like torture. And it, it, that does not sound healthy. And if you're stopping because the changes are happening too soon or because you don't really want to have facial hair you don't really want to pass as as male fully in society then you know maybe what you really needed was just some fucking timberlands or you know like just butch it up i i again i i have a really hard time i have a really hard time with this, with this topic, and I understand there's probably gonna be some people that just fucking hate me, and I, I, I would love for a nice, thoughtful, considerate email, I have a hard enough life, folks, I have a hard enough life, but I, I just don't, I do not agree with the microdosing of the hormones, and, uh, I don't think that my mind can be changed, I don't think that it can, uh, hormones are not, hormones are not makeup, and uh, if you want a stronger brow and uh, a stronger jawline, uh, and you want and you want to take testosterone to get that, I I hate to say it, but you're just gonna end up looking like a like a thumb, like a little toe man, like me, and like a lot of other trans guys who's you just your face just gets big, everything just gets big. You don't turn into Matthew McConaughey. You just you just turn into like a dopey version of your dad. That just is what it is. So I I, I am I am probably the least popular trans person in the world, certainly with myself, but um This is how I feel. Can't wait to have my mind changed, but uh I don't think that it's gonna And what I'm kind of like I'm just kind of like my my hands are up in the air about whether or not uh, uh, I should take a break and try to freeze an egg. I'm I'm really kind of I'm, my hands are up in the air about this. I kind of wish that I had uh, frozen an egg before before tea at this point. But I understand that the egg freezing process is miserable, so I'm not sure if I if I if I am so eager to freeze my eggs. But um, I am. Uh, weirdly feeling nostalgic for my 
my bang infertility. I'm still ridiculously fertile, but my plan is to be on tea for many, many years. So the many, many years of being on tea will affect my fertility. So, um, and certainly, you know, what's going to have a real big effect on my fertility, potentially having a hysterectomy. That's going to have a really big impact on my fertility. So again, I find it insane to be worried about people thinking I'm a bigot just for, for talking about the real concerns that I have as a real fucking trans person. But that just, that just is what it is. I hope I haven't bored you to tears. I am generally just kind of frustrated, but I'm kind of sad. Just a quick update. I, uh, uh, I did fix my, my legal name change, so I'm really excited about that. And, um, I'm really excited about the rest of my life, which is kind of a cool thing that I've never felt. I'm just really genuinely excited. I can't wait. Um, and I'm extremely grateful to, uh, the gender confirmation therapies that I have received. And I also, uh, can't help but identify that for me, being an insatiably furious non-binary person uh, was the precursor to me being a trans man. I don't think that that's how it is for everyone. I'm not trying to say that that's how it is. But I can say this, that if you are not a trans man and you start taking testosterone, you will find out immediately. That's all I'm going to say. I don't think that... uh, that somebody who's not a trans man would enjoy taking testosterone. And that's exactly why um, I, I am so skeptical of the microdosing of the hormones because it just kind of seems like it would make anybody kind of sick and miserable. And um, the low doses are a necessary evil for the transitioning between the basically the binary hormone majority you know what I mean? Both sexes have male and female hormones. <sighs> that makes us all non-binary. You know what I mean? Like, we're both male and female. We both have testosterone and estrogen. So, I now have more testosterone than estrogen. I used to have more estrogen than testosterone. This is all it fucking is, folks. If I was a trans woman, I would used to have more testosterone than estrogen now I have more estrogen than testosterone and if you're a non-binary person and you want to somehow be in the middle of those two genders physically um all I'm gonna say is that it just you might you might um be stuck in a rock and a hard place in my opinion it would be miserable so non-binary you can dress any way you want. You can you can live your life any way you want. You can you can gender bend. You can be mistaken for a different gender every other day. That sounds fantastic. Uh, but for me, it was miserable. So because I, I I got mistaken for a different gender every other day. Just you know, just existing as a trans man who was in the middle of it. So again, I just. I had such a miserable time for the first year 
microdosing sounds like the first year of hormones forever. It just sounds miserable. How many more different ways can I say it? I think I'm just going to stop talking. But yes, non-binary people are trans. The trans umbrella is is has plenty of room in it. Um, but not everybody is medically transitioning. Not everybody should be medically transitioning. That's, I guess that's that's the summary. Hope I still have somebody that listens. Jesus Christ, everybody hates me so much. All right, ta-ta, mwah-mwah.